Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people... It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. I always think it's interesting when talking about great quarterbacks, Mark Schlereth played with John Elway. Um, and John Elway was talked about in college, even though Stanford didn't win a bunch of games. Like, I, I'm a West Coast kid, so I can remember the, the Elway family and the talk of John Elway. And the uh, Yankees wanted him. Like, Elway was like Andrew Luck on, like, HGH in terms of marketing. Back when we didn't have the Internet, it was newspapers. There was no sports talk radio. Elway was like a rock star in college. I mean, that's how good he was, even though he didn't win a ton of games. Uh, Mark Schlereth now joining us live. And, you know, Elway came onto the scene, and he had some struggles in the playoffs, mostly because he didn't have a run game. But Mahomes was different. He didn't have a winning record in college. But you see him twice a year, right, with the Broncos. Did you know, I mean, let's forget the first year because we didn't see him. How quickly in year two, Mark, having played with a great quarterback, did you identify, man, this looks different. <laughs> we maybe did it. T- did it take a while that you were like, "That's like beyond just like good." Right. No, it was right off the bat. As soon as he started to play, you saw exceptional talent. You know, and I think the thing that mesmerizes us as football fans is we see the off schedule stuff that he does. His scrambling around, his ability to be accurate, back across the football field, switch it to his left hand and throw to completion, and all those things. And that's what we tend to focus on, the no-look passes, right? And that's what we tend to focus on as football fans. But really, to me, what set him apart as a young player is his ability to throw it and eviscerate you from the pocket and manipulate safeties, manipulate coverage, 
by eyeballing one guy, throwing her in a different direction. That's what blew me away about his, you know, it, it was his second year, but really the first year that he played was his ability to be efficient and just absolutely cut you up from the pocket. And I thought that's what set him apart. And then all the other stuff was just gravy. I had this thing I called the 70-30 rule. 70% of the time, I want to be on schedule. As an offense, I want to be on schedule. 30% of the time, when things break down, which they do because you're going to miss a protection, you're going to bust a protection, you know, you're not going to pick up a blitz or whatever the case may be, I want my guy to be able to make a big play outside the pocket, on the run, scrambling around, off schedule. And he's got those both things. I mean, those things are, are like he is great from the pocket, great when he's moving around, and his ability to create off-platform. He's just he's just special. He's just fun to watch. So you were in a lot of big games with John. You won some. You lost uh, some as well. I thought, you know, you can usually pinpoint why a team loses, and I don't like the word luck because I think your choices in life will determine mm -hmm. your success. But I do think in individual moments, games, days, you know, you can get T-boned in your car, wrong place, wrong time, bad luck, right? now. And I did think San Francisco, some of this loss was bad luck. Dre Greenlaw gets injured running on the sure. field. Kansas City fumbles five times, recovers four of them. I did think this game was, like, fairly blameless. I thought Brock Purdy was good enough to win. I, I, I felt like... The Niners yeah. got luck against the Lions on that face mask interception, and they got no luck against Kansas City. And I hate the word, but you've been in these big games. Some of it's just randomness, is it not? Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think some of it is that. You know, my dad used to tell me all the time, luck has the smell of perspiration. Um, and, you know, I've always, I've always adhered to that. I think from a confidence standpoint and your belief as a football team that in critical moments, we're going to make critical plays. We're going to make the big plays in critical moments. And that comes from confidence. And that comes from confidence on both sides of the ball, especially when you know you have 15 back there. If we just get our offense the ball back, 15 will walk you off. Patrick Mahomes is going to take care of it. So there's, there's some of that aspect, you know, that whole thing of, you know, the harder I work, the luckier I get. Luck has a smell of perspiration. You know, I look at the third quarter, and you get the ball twice. First off, you kick off to them. They fumble on the pitch out uh, to Isaiah Pacheco. They recover that. Then on third down, they throw an interception, and you go three and out. In the next series, you go three and out again. And I heard them ask Kyle Shanahan in the postgame press conference, like, hey, you didn't establish the run in the third quarter. And he said, it's really hard to establish the run when you go three and out, three and out. I'll tell you when it's even harder to establish the run is when you don't run the ball. You threw it six straight times. Like, that's not establishing the run. So some of that luck right there, you can create your own luck with the way you manage a game and the way you think about what's best. I think one of the things that always frustrated me, frustrated me as a player was we would be rolling with a certain scheme or a certain play, and eventually the coaches feel like, oh, they're going to adjust to this. They're going to get us on this. And I've always believed in identity. I've always believed in I'm better than you, and I know I'm better than you, and so I don't care if you know what we're doing. We're still going to shove it down your throat. And you get away from that sometimes as a coach because you feel like that's just a matter of time before Steve Spagnola adjusts to what we're doing. And, and I'm not a believer in that. I'm a believer in just continuing to push the pace, continuing to do what you do well, continuing to believe in my guys, 
can overcome and execute the plays that we know how to run best. And I thought you got away from that a little bit in the third quarter. And I thought that that's one of the things that cost you this game. So um, you're very meticulous. Uh, for people that don't know, Mark has a personal relationship with every blade of grass in his front yard, okay? Yes. So you are. That's true. That's true. I, I am not. So my take on the overtime rules is that Andy and Kyle had talked to their analytic people, and they knew what they were going to do. That players don't know as much as you think. And I always say this, if, if I got a flood in my basement, I'd turn to my wife and go, are we covered? That the guy running the orchestra can't play the clarinet. I don't know everything in my 401k. I have somebody I pay to figure it out. And that I don't need the players to know everything. Defensive guys tackle, offensive guys block, catch, don't fumble. I'm okay with a little bit of on-the-fly teaching overtime saying, guys, okay, if we do score, they can score. You tell guys on the sideline. But a lot of people push back on me and think this is due, that's not due diligence. Kyle Shanahan wasn't prepared. Mm. As somebody that is meticulous, your blocking angles, the way I, I know your personality a little, did it bother you that San Francisco, some players are like, yeah, we didn't really know what was going on? Yeah, I think that always bothers you because I think, you know, mentally you, you're always trying to prepare for everything that you can prepare for. And, you know, that's part of the process. The fact that Kansas City, you know, and their players said, we knew exactly what our plan was. You didn't actually necessarily have a plan with your players. You did as a coaching staff, but not with your players. But, you know, here's the biggest thing that, that I get into, and I get into arguments with this all the time, whether it's radio or social media, about analytics. Like analytics, I hate math. I hate the math nerves that, that infiltrate the game. And, you know, the reason I hate it is because math has never made one tackle. Math has never thrown a block. And, and math has not ever had to defend Patrick Mahomes. And so, you know, accepting the ball after you win the kickoff and not deferring might be great if you're playing, I don't know, you know, whoever. Name a quarterback. But if you give Patrick Mahomes an opportunity to walk you off, I'm sorry, that's a bad idea. The <laughs> other thing that I thought – Right. The other thing that I thought um, during the course of that is it doesn't matter if you accept the ball, if they kick it off and you muff it and you have to pick up the ball on the two-yard line, you get tackled. You're in four-down territory from your own two in overtime when the second possession happens. Yeah. So you're giving Patrick Mahomes four downs every single time. And I just think that from an analytics standpoint, I get the use of analytics – but sometimes, you know what, we can't block your three technique. Sometimes Chris Jones dominates the game. And then analytics goes out the window. I've got to call the game based upon the game that I'm playing right now. I always say this from a broadcasting standpoint when I'm in the booth for Fox. You can't call the game that you thought was going to happen. You have to call the game <laughs> that's sitting in front of you. Yeah. And, you know, and, and that's, that's, a, that's a hard thing to do. When you've prepared, you've studied so much, like I do every single week, that's hard to do when all of a sudden everything you thought was going to happen doesn't happen. And now I've got to call the game based upon the game that's sitting in front of me. And I thought that's where Kyle Shanahan made a mistake. But listen, the, uh, the narrative of, of Kyle Shanahan can't win the big one, give me a break. Yeah. This guy is one of the greatest coaches in the National Football League. And, you know, when he was an offensive coordinator in Atlanta, he went up and lost to Tom Brady. 
Now he's lost two Super Bowls as the head coach of San Francisco, both of them to freaking Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I'm sorry. You know what? Most people are going to lose to that guy. Yeah. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Finally, there's a new documentary, Apple TV, The Dynasty on uh, New England. And like the MJ documentary, even though we know a lot of the stories, it is kind of fascinating when you deep dive. And that's why I think you and I probably both love a good documentary. They're fun. Even even if they did one on Elway, you'd probably find out stuff you didn't know. Mm-hmm. And it's fun to watch the storytelling of it. But it, it's interesting because Elway didn't get along with everybody. Uh, he had an he had a point of view, and he and Dan Reeves could scuffle. Are uh, reportedly Brady and Belichick was brutal at the end. They called it a hostile work environment um having lived through the elway stuff are you surprised by it or are there relationships even with winning teams mark it's it's there's a lot more dirty laundry than the average guy like me thinks oh absolutely yeah there's there are times we went through we went through an end of the season with my offensive line coach alex gibbs where we did not speak 
the whole offensive line did not speak to him for three weeks. <laughs> we actually taped off the locker room, so when the coaches had to walk through the locker room, he was not allowed. It was a no-Alex Gibbs zone, and he couldn't walk through that section of the locker room. He had to go around or outside. We wouldn't let him through. Like, like yeah, there are some, there are some moments where you really get pissed at one another. Um, and that's, you know, that's part of, that's part of it, it that it happens. Um, I love Alex Gibbs with my whole heart. He is the, the best, you know, the best individual coach I ever coached or ever played for. And, and I played for three Hall of Famers and Jim Hannafin, Joe Bugle, and Alex Gibbs. And I was blessed to be able to do it. But there were times <laughs> where he really pissed me off. <laughs> and, and you know what? Um, I always, I always tell this story, Colin, that, Alex Gibbs is yelling at me for something. I come to the sideline. He is just dog cussing me up one side and down the other. And he's completely wrong about what he thought he saw. And I'm like, I'm out there. You're not out there. You don't know what you're talking about. Get out of my face. And on and on. We went back and forth for a solid, you know, two minutes. And finally, I had my helmet in my hand, right? One of those helmets that's sitting up there on the top. I don't know if you can see it, but I had my helmet in my hand. And he just wouldn't shut up. And finally, I just took that helmet and I tried to break his sternum with it. I hit him right in the chest, knocked all the air out of him. And I just go, if you think you can block him, be my guest. If you can't, get the blank out of my face. Wow. And then, he, you know, he watered off. And, and, and you know, the rest is history. I was right. He was wrong. He didn't apologize because that's not what he did, you know. <laughs> so, I mean, that's just the way it goes sometimes. And finally, love that story. 12th pick, first round Denver. Lots of people are talking about a quarterback it is what I would do if I was Denver and I was going to move off Russell. If you're not, then don't. What's the vibe in Denver on that number 12 pick? That's good. That's a good enough pick to get probably the third or fourth best quarterback. You could also move up uh, four or five spots and not have to you know, give up your future. What do you think Denver does with that pick? Yeah, really interesting. Um I think I know Sean well enough, you know Sean well enough, to know he's not going to reach for a quarterback. It's like, hey, there's six of them, just take one. That's garbage. That's not how it works. You've got to be in love with a guy and not not talk yourself into being in love with a guy, but actually studying it and preparing and, and talking about it, really, it's, you know, really diving deep into it, really fall in love with a guy's skill set and what that guy provides. And so... One thing about Sean, you can talk to a lot of different people about Sean Payton, um, but he he has been right a lot more than he's been wrong when it comes to the draft and what he thinks a guy is. And you can go through his draft picks from go back to that 2017 draft with Lattimore and with you know and with uh, Ramchek and with uh, uh, Alvin Kamara. You know, I mean, like he's he's done a great job with that stuff. So. He will have to be absolutely in love with a guy to take him at 12, but I could also see him moving back if he can find a dance partner and saying, hey, man, I'm going to accumulate another, maybe a second rounder, and still get my quarterback where I want to get him. But it'll be somebody that he's absolutely in love with and can't live without. That'll be the direction he goes. Mark Slareth, as always, Fox Sports. Great seeing you, man. Love the stories. Absolutely, buddy. Take care. All right. J-Mac with the news. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. 
The Chiefs are celebrating their third Super Bowl win in five seasons today with the parade. It's going on right now. No need to watch a parade, right? Mm. Because FS1 viewers should know First Things First is doing their show in Kansas City from the parade. Um, They're the first team to go back-to-back since the Patriots in 2004. No NFL team has ever pulled off a three-peat. We know that's not happening, obviously, right? Go ahead and clip this off, Chiefs fans. They ain't three-peating. Go for it. I know the Kansas City Chiefs people love to keep receipts. I got receipts. Um, I'll take them to win again. You think they're going to win another Super Bowl? Yeah, because if you can do it with an NFL defense that was the youngest. Wait a minute. And a receiving core that led the league in drops. I'm going to go with their defense will be older, more experienced, and they will not lead the NFL in drops because they will address that. Little okay. Mike Evans showing up in town. Little Michael Pittman showing up in town. Oh, stop it. The Mike. defense is so oh, young. You they're think not, those guys are not, maybe ring chasing so they'll take less? I doubt that. They're not paying anybody on defense outside of Chris Jones, and they may move off him, so they got money to well, spend. Well, they got, they, they got to make a decision on Snead and Jones. Those are two Who big... Who would you keep? I think I would keep Jones because I think, and I love Snead. I mean, it's always the price. That's the deciding factor. But they already have a great corner. I don't know. I I trust their drafting. I don't think you can. I would. You can't. You know, I'm, I'm here to tell you, when you get somebody as good as Chris Jones, who's you know he's in that sort of Aaron Donald, Fletcher Cox in his prime. I can't let him go. I don't. They're they're Bosa. Good luck. Good luck finding them in the draft. So I will it's about say to a draft. I'll say no. They're not repeating. But I reserve the right after free agency. Who do you got? Draft. Um. Let me guess. It's a pretty predictable <laughs> choice. You know, the guys, uh, we do headlines on Friday. They're like, you need your Super Bowl pick for next so year. So you have Brock Purdy against whoever Justin Fields signs with. Is that your, <laughs> that's your quarterback room. That's wow. Your, wow. With the team I'm interested in, and I think they were giving Kansas City a little cause for concern is Cincinnati. Because I do think Burrow, when healthy, is absolutely brilliant. What's the latest with Glass Joe? Like, is he okay? Or I don't know. Glass Joe. Come on. By the way, they, they got some issues to sort out of their own at receiver. They have some caps. Stuff. Like, if they lose T. Higgins, I think that's a big, big They're going to franchise him. Okay. Okay. I get Jamar Chase. So Tyler Boyd's gone, the, the slot receiver. Well, just probably, but okay. you can find If you have Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, I'll find a third. They also have a very good running back, a star they, quarterback, yeah, an they, offense. They lost. Didn't their offensive coordinator leave? We've seen what that can do to other teams. I mean, I know Burrow is really, really Zach, good. It, that hurts a defensive head coach. Zach Taylor, McVay, Shanahan, they can run through OCs. Most They're overrated fine. coach in the league, Zach Taylor? Facts? Yeah, you don't like him. He's not He's not a very good head coach. He's like, I know he went to a Super Bowl, blah, blah, blah. All right, let's yeah, move on. Went to a Super You're Bowl. You're coming after Throws me it out hour, there huh? like, I know he went shopping for... Uh, he is the last coach yes. in the AFC Championship to beat Sir Andy Reid, American royalty, beat Andy Reid in Kansas City. Power out With Mahomes. Cowherd's coming strong. All right, next up is, uh, ooh, ooh, this is fun, Justin Jefferson. Right, so he's entering the final year of his rookie deal. Vikings QB Kirk Cousins is a free agent. Well, Justin Jefferson, yes, he wants a long-term extension, but according to NFL media, wait for it, Jefferson wants to know the team's plan at quarterback before agreeing to a new deal. So Justin Jefferson not only is saying, I want all the money, but what are you doing at quarterback? Are you guys bringing back Cousins? Because this backup, you know, 
grouping of quarterbacks that we had last year. That that, that doesn't cut it. That doesn't work for me. Uh, I, I kind of like Jefferson calling his shot here, but I'm go- I'll go back to this. I, I would say there's like a 33% chance Justin Jefferson's not on the Vikings next year. Yeah, I've said before I would strongly consider trading him uh, for a first-round pick because I think Jordan Addison's really good. I think they have a really good tight end. They have an offensive coach. Uh, if you're going to re-sign Kirk, um, that may not be what Justin Jefferson wants. No, and no, I, I think he, I think he wants Jefferson, right? I, Didn't I, they vibe? I think so. Um, I, I. They also have a number three receiver, isn't it? Uh, Osborne. Osborne was pretty good, but yeah. like. So I think, I, and I'm not here to just say, but I think you could fetch a lot for him. I think it's another loaded wide receiver draft, and I think they have other needs. So if you if you're gonna pay Kirk and Justin Jefferson, then that defense. I mean that division now. You got to look around that division. Detroit's going nowhere, and they have a stacked roster. Green Bay, Jordan Love's really good. So I don't think you can just bring back the fellas with Kirk Cousins and compete in that division for a title. I don't. I think you're. And I love their coach. Bears with Caleb. Hey, listen, they played hard this year. Uh, I think they won, ended up with seven well, wins. Bears with Caleb will be better than the current Bears. Yes, they will. I mean, they got two top ten picks, I believe, right? They, they, listen, Bears arrows pointing up for sure. Uh, I'd keep an eye on the Vikings. They're interesting. Uh, final story. Oh, let's get to the NBA. Your favorite player in the league, Jason Tatum. Yeah, I had to get that in there. 41 points, 14 boards. I like him. Celtics fifth win in a row. Lead the East by a whopping six games. He's the best domestic player right now in the league. Yeah, I, I have him top well, five. Well, I, sh- I should say, you MVP. know, Steph Curry is. But I'm talking the best young domestic best player. under 30. Yeah, like best Curry under. Like Curry and LeBron are he's a, good, he's a very good player. I like him a lot. D-Book or Tatum? Tatum. Yeah, you're coming around. But, I like, Tatum but you're making me sound. I like Devin Booker, but he's yeah. not as athletic no, as No, no, Booker's there, but it's Tatum. Here, here's Tatum after the dub. You know, it's just all about playing in the, in the flow. We got a really good team where, you know, at any given possession, we could have two, three advantages, you know, and, I, and not, it's not always just going to be, you know, me. Uh, so just understanding that and knowing that, you know, I need my teammates. So I, I, I need everybody. We all need each other. Um, so, you know, everybody, we got to share the, share the love. Um, you know the last guy to stop Jason Tatum, right? It was Coach Krzyzewski at Duke when they couldn't get out of the opening round weekend with Jason Tatum and a stacked team. He was 18. Come on. What, what? Listen, man. I'm just telling you right now. I, I, I'm seeing some MVP straw polls. I don't know. Have you seen these online? No. Where they poll the voters. Who, like, who, what voter? Oh, the, the, the voters. voters for the MVP. And Tatum's not even top five. In MVP. They're leading the so, East so, by six. So is it games. who is it? Jokic? Jokic and SGA. Like, SGA's been phenomenal. He's been phenomenal. He's not having a better season than Tatum. They're leading the East by six games. What happened to putting some respect on his name? I'm just so disappointed with these MVP voters. But again, the NBA's weird. You know, it's like, well, we gave Jokic a couple well, of MVP. Well, they like the NBA voters tend to like the story. And so SGA is a Canadian great story. OKC's fun. It's one of the younger teams. OKC's a fun story. Yeah. Celtics been there, done that five years. Yeah, Get people, to the finals. That, and we'll that's talk. the problem. That's well, dumb. Uh, that's stupid logic. Well, Take the. You got to look at the best players and who are the best players on the best teams. Who would you? Who would be your top three MVPs? Uh, I think Jokic has to be one, obviously. Um, I, oh, I, I think Kawhi Leonard has. Uh, is Kawhi's had, had a great season. Year. I'll throw a name out that you wouldn't consider. 
Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson's a, in my top like seven. He, he's yeah, been Jalen Brunson's really been great. Yeah, he got hosed the other night. Did you see that terrible call? I did. God, that was awful. I thought you would do an hour on that. That was uh, an awful call. It was. It was it, the Knicks are protesting, and yeah. if they win the protest, they have to like redo the overtime or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but uh, listen, Brunson's been phenomenal. But Jason Tatum is. I I think the Celtics probably go to the finals in the East. And Bede's done, right? Bucks and Giannis sputtering. Doc Rivers. Mm. It's your guy, Doc Rivers. I I was so wrong on the Clippers, I don't deserve a second opinion. You're right. But I'll have one. (laughs) It's called the Herd. The Herd, that's right. Jay Mack with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Line News. Superbly versatile, all-electric EQB from Mercedes-Benz. It's impressively techy, surprisingly roomy, available seating up to seven in the EQB. Vehicle, the EQB all-electric, the choice all yours. Learn more at mbusa.com slash EQB. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This League Uncut, the new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, it's time we do this. Our gridiron grades. Little alliteration there. J-Mac, you present the player or the unit, and I will give them a grade. I am generally a very lenient teacher. I'm very favorable, but not all my grades are... um, are soft. Yeah, I needed you in chemistry back in high school. Didn't we all? Yeah. What grade would you give Patrick Mahomes, the uh, MVP of the Super Bowl? He made mistakes, so it's not an A+, plus, but I'd give him an A. 74% completions. Great when it mattered in overtime. 333 yards passing and a passer rating of 99.5 against a very, very inspired defensive front. That's an A. Okay, let's go to the quarterback who had zero turnovers in the Super Bowl, Brock Purdy. Who plays with five offensive pro bowlers, B-. minus. He completed 60% of his throws, and Jawan Jennings had as many touchdown passes. In the third, he did not play well when they leaned in on him, and he was outplayed by Mahomes late. Harsh. B-. What grade would you give Christian McCaffrey in the Super Bowl? My only A+. plus. I thought he was fantastic. Ah, you're all caught up in the fumble. Folks, he had 160 scrimmage yards. No other Niner player had even 50. Debo, Kittle, Ayuk. He was the offense. He led them in rushing. He led them in receiving. I thought he was... Spe- and that move late down the sideline... That was sick. I mean, he... I think he... I'm telling you... Walter Payton, Barry Sanders, Christian McCaffrey are the three best running backs I've ever seen. Okay. I've been saying that for a year. You have. You've been on that. But uh, how many tackles did McCaffrey break in the Super Bowl? I don't remember remember many. Did you? Do you remember what? Tackles broken? Did he, like, make any explosive plays other than that one down the sideline? Yeah. He was good. By the way, the Chiefs, and I don't have stats to back this up, don't miss tackles. Fair. Dude, that secondary wraps Very good. up. They do. Um, what grade would you give Travis Kelsey in the Super Bowl? I liked it. A, because he dominated the second half, and that's the half that matters. Team high nine catches on 10 targets, 93 yards. By the way, Mahomes targeting Kelsey in the playoffs completes 86 <laughs> and half percent of his throws. And, and let's be honest, you and I both went into the playoffs thinking it's over. Wow. He was sensational. We weren't quite there, but we what? were trending that way. He was sensational in the postseason. And so was he, by the way. Yeah. yeah. All right, what grade would you give the 49ers special teams? Well, Moody hit some long kicks, so it's not a D, but a C-. minus. They had two big mistakes second half within six minutes. You can't kick a PAT into the line. That could have been the game, so a C-. minus. Uh, Chiefs defense, how do you grade them? I'm going to give them an A+, plus too. I thought they were spectacular. Now, in the first half when they were getting pushed around a little, only gave up one trick play touchdown. Three of 12 is what all those brilliant 49ers with Kyle Shanahan did on third down. Kittle, Debo, McCaffrey, Shanahan, three for 12 on third down. And by the way, Andy Reid, who's next, he would admit he has more great players on defense than offense so this defense for kansas city i think what do they give up in the postseason what, not what much they, not much didn't budge much how do you grade andy reed in the super bowl well 
I give him an A because he outscored the Niners 22-12 to in the second half in overtime. He is the great adjuster. He got bumped into and barked at by Kelsey. Didn't let it affect him. You and I talk about this all the time. You can come in with a game plan. But the great coaches make pivots at half. Clearly, it felt like Andy Reid made better pivots. The worst quarter for the Niners was the third. The best half for the Chiefs, Andy Reid, was the second in overtime. I thought it was a rare, and I didn't think Shanahan was bad. I thought Andy outcoached Kyle. I saw Belichick do it to Sean McVay, so older guys can do it to younger guys, but I thought Andy had a heck. When you get wide open at the five-yard line, when you design a play, back-to-back Super Bowls, three of them, where average receivers are wide open, that is elite coach. If he's an A, what's back? It's going weird. Interesting. Uh, what grade do you give Kyle Shanahan in the Super Bowl? B to a B minus. I think it's a B minus. First of all, you get outscored in the second half. Uh, you had a 10 point lead at half. Your team has been outscored as a coordinator and a coach. Listen to this 68 to 12 in the fourth quarter in overtime in Super Bowls. As a coordinator or head coach. So the script is excellent. But. Pivoting, kind of adapting, has not been to this point, some of it quarterback related, but has not been great with Shanahan. So I'm giving Andy an A. I'm going to give Kyle a B to a B minus. Where are the Fs? Anybody get an F? No, because Jake Moody hit a couple of bombs. What about a D? I went back and forth on special teams. But again, the punt wasn't a dropped. It was kind of like circumstantial. It was weird. It was random. I, think I was blocking. Okay, what, what's Steve Wilk, defensive coordinator? We, we didn't he was have him not. On the list. We, um, you know, he got an incomplete. Tardy. He, was, he showed up a little late today. <laughs> you show up late for the final exam. You know what happens? You fail. You got to redo tenth grade. That's what happens. Well, gosh, I'm still a little salty at Wilkes. He did allow one touchdown drive in regulation. Well, okay. I mean, wait, 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 that's. I'm sorry he didn't throw a complete game two hitter. I mean, it's Mahomes, Kelsey, Andy Reid. You, you know, know how sometimes you come in and you got either big energy, low energy, whatever you are. Maybe you had a bad night. I've got to read what you're doing and work with you. Yeah. Wilkes did not read things in the fourth quarter when it mattered most. He just didn't. It's okay to say that. He was great in the first three quarters. Tremendous. I don't think I'm that tough of a read, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets. 
and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.